0: Whenever you're ready.
1: This is the Saytown Shakedown. My name is Eric, and my name is Lee, and we are back after a
0: long hiatus. Once again, um, with this podcast, it's going to be unedited, uncut, raw. Um, and that may
1: include you might hear some rain in the background.
0: Yeah, it's raining pretty hard here, in
1: but that's appropriate. Tex- since, Texas, well, yeah, because that's what <laughs> Texas weather is. Sometimes it does stuff that.
0: It's just kind of out of the blue. That's what all weather is. Sometimes it does stuff.
1: Sometimes it does.
0: Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was making a joke. What an astute observation <laughs> from our, <laughs> from my co-host.
1: So we uh, so it's raining because the Spurs lost. That's yep. why it's raining. It's a sad time. Um, I'm going to get straight to it because it's on my mind, and we haven't recorded in a while. But uh, since we last spoke, the Spurs finished with the second best record in the league. Yep. With 67 wins, uh, which is the best record in franchise history. You're going to say something. Except. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Golden State Warriors finished with 73 wins during the regular season. Their their record was 73-9, and uh, thus breaking the Chicago Bulls record from 96 of 72 wins, and they now hold the record for the best regular season record ever. Yep. Now – um, that is, I believe, an accomplishment. I'm probably going to align with Greg Popovich and how he thinks about regular season accomplishments, which means not a lot. Yeah. Since it's about winning a championship. Because they could get into the playoffs blindfolded. <laughs> right. So it's being healthy in the playoffs and having rhythm in the playoffs. And that's what it's all about. Yep. Which makes what we're going to get to eventually a little more disappointing. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, the Spurs have done quite well, um, and uh, they swept the Memphis Grizzlies in the first round, but Memphis in how many games? It, a sweep means four games.
0: Oh, I didn't hear you. I thought you said they beat. My oh, bad. yeah, they swept uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. They swept them in seven games. Yeah. and they, they were expected, according to you, <laughs> to sweep the Thunder too, right? No,
1: yeah, no. I thought about maybe five games. I, I was going to give oh, the, that's right. I was going to
0: give the Thunder one game. It's not on the record because we didn't record that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I was thinking max six games, but I really thought five games would be would be it. Um, I'll I'll get straight to the problem and why I think it's such a problem. So the Spurs lost tonight, and that means they're down three games to two in the best of seven series, yep. which means they lose one more game and their season is over. Mm-hmm. This highly heralded season, the best season ever for San Antonio, yep. uh, would be over prematurely but by everybody's standard. Yeah, uh, and to a team that I mean, granted, Oklahoma City's always played the Spurs well. Um, they're a matchup nightmare for them with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook.
0: You were saying one of their players <laughs> is, in your opinion, one of the more athletic p- players in the league. I,
1: I, I believe Russell Westbrook. If you want to talk about just pure athleticism, is the most athletic. Player the, in the most league. athletic. Yeah, I mean, and he's. Uh, it, it was demonstrated at the end of tonight's game. Kevin Durant, who's the bigger star, okay? He uh, yeah, he's won MVP um more famous uh, scoring titles and so forth um he was winded toward the end of the game and westbrook is still exploding for steals and full court uh dunks and just just rallying the troops you know uh rallying yep. OKC to come up and and play big and i think he scored something like 36 points i know you have a a stats sheet in front of me yeah here.
0: i'm looking for the player stats i just had the team stats
1: yeah yeah well, let me ask you this. What what was the shooting percentage for both teams? Uh field goal, field regular field goal, not necessarily a three point. Just.
0: for the Thunder it was 43.6% okay. and for the Spurs it was 39.8%.
1: Okay. That's telling, you know. 43% yep. is actually pretty decent for a playoff game, you know, defenses yep. get tougher. Yep. Nobody's going to be shooting 60% you know in a playoff game.
0: Well, what's interesting is that the Spurs actually did a little better defense-wise, but the Oklahoma City did more better if that makes sense <laughs> on the, on the offensive side. So the, the 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 Spurs inched them out defense-wise but the the Thunder kind of blew them out in the offense. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that's a fair statement from what I, I saw most of the game, I didn't see all of it and, and in fact um I saw up to a point in the fourth quarter the Spurs had the lead and I was kind of out in about town running errands and walking around and yep. taking buses or whatever walking and then I, I, I get to a point where I'm like, you know, I'm going to check this final score and see how much the Spurs beat them. <laughs> right. So when they lost by four, because it was 95 91, I think was the final score. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was very disappointed. Yeah. I was very disappointed. Because, and as I check some of the ESPN and other, you know, uh, com, uh, com, uh, whatever commentators talking about, it's as if they switched roles, where normally OKC, OKC has uh, the most uh, fourth quarter leads lost or any team this, this season. yeah. Uh, regular season, and even, even a couple times in the playoffs, they, they've lost fourth quarter leads because they, they have a problem executing. Mainly mm-hmm. it's Westbrook who makes some boneheaded decisions as a point guard. Yeah, Spurs are the opposite normally where uh, they'll grind you down the whole game, wear you down, and then, and then peak in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. and just wipe the floor with you because their execution is so crisp. Their energy level and focus is high and the other team just can't handle it uh, most of the time. So tonight was reverse. Yep. You know, the Spurs lost it and Westbrook, who normally is the boneheaded guy who turns up all over seven times in a quarter, uh, made some great passes. He delivered tonight. He delivered in a big way. He led his team. So, um, what does that mean for the series? Well, the series, the recap of the series is this. The Spurs blew out the Thunder by over 30 points in game one. Yep. It seemed to solidify not just my prediction, but several other people's. Like, okay, the Thunder might win a game.
0: You know, yeah. it's going to be a sweep or a near
1: sweep, right? And then in Game Seven, excuse me, Game Two, <clears throat> um, Thunder came back and and won. And it just it was a close game, but they won. Yep. And it was a very controversial game. I'm not even actually going to get into the controversy. That was something that was talked about a lot. And you can see the video you know, evidence of it at the end yeah. of the game on YouTube or whatever over and over again.
0: But the NBA came out afterwards and said, Oh yeah, we fucked up.
1: Yeah, I mean they missed they officially said five calls were wrong. Right. And there's probably eleven that could have been. Yeah, wrong
0: I saw wrong. that video you posted on Facebook of the guy pointing out everything that was a foul that they didn't call.
1: Yeah. And and the problem the reason I'm not gonna get into it too much now, the problem with that is you could do that the whole game of every game, of every game in the NBA season right, of obviously. all time and nitpick. You know? Yeah,
0: but there was the one big one. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean the elbow to the chest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, but the Spurs though, and I, I believe I actually agree with Greg Popovich when he said the Spurs lost that game three times. Yeah. Um, in the first half, in the second half, and at the very end, mm-hmm. uh, because of whatever it was, a lack of focus, lack of energy, effort. They were down by like eleven points or fifteen points earlier, so they expended all this. Uh, they expended all this energy to come back, and it shouldn't have been that close. Yeah. Again, this is the team you just blew up by thirty points, and <laughs> yeah. you're down by 11, 15? What the? F- you
0: know, yeah.
1: I can say fuck. Yeah, that's right. I get it. What's marked as explicit
0: on iTunes? <laughs> <laughs>
1: fuck it, a dude. Why'd you have to lose? You
0: can say whatever the fuck you want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, so game two was all right. You know what? Human nature. You have a big win. You have a big letdown. Game three, they came back, and I actually saw the end of that game. And Kawhi later put him on their back on his back. And delivered at the end. Again,
0: what was the score difference for Game 3? I don't know.
1: I don't know. You can probably look that up while I talk. Uh, I do know that it shouldn't have been that close again. Now, I'm going to give Oklahoma City their props. Oklahoma City fought, and they keep fighting, and that's kind of been their their thing. But in the end, the end of Game 3, what was that score?
0: 196. Okay. Four points. That was pretty, yeah, they kind of eked that one out too. Yeah. So they came out real strong, and then... Have been struggling to keep that up, Ever or since, yeah. or they maintained what they came out as, and the thunder just rose to meet them. I haven't, I haven't, yeah. I haven't uh, I've only watched the first game, so I'm not, I can't, I can't speak to that. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, what what I'm trying to get to is the conclusion is is I, I think it's a two part problem. Um, the change in the Spurs' style. Means that they're focused more on isolation play. Yeah. What I used to be, and I still am critical of, let's say the LeBron James's sort of teams, right? Where people just stand around and watch him operate,
0: like you see with um, Steph Curry's teammates, he throws up the ball for a three, and they turn around and celebrate before it even goes in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, okay, that's a, that's a great example, but it's also the uh, the what do you call it, the aberration, like the not the, the exception to the rule. In other right,
0: words, right. they're so good. Yeah,
1: like that's what you definitely don't. You don't want to show that tape to like kids learning basketball when they're younger. Yeah, fuck exactly. the fundamentals. <laughs> you know, uh, you have these guys are just robots at how good they are shooting the ball. Yeah, you know. So that's that, that's a good example for just you know what not to do. But it works for the for the Warriors because it's just that yeah good.
0: yeah you you don't see the tens of thousands of hours that they put in doing the same shot over and over again to right. be able to do that yeah
1: so but for the rest of of humans on earth <laughs> yeah. what you normally do is you, know, you have to move the ball around and cut and pass and do a whole lot of stuff to get the defense on ice skates that's kind of an expression to use in basketball so you always have to keep the defense defense awkward yeah. right backpedaling or guessing or screened out or whatever it is the spurs of the past couple of years um, kind of because of their personnel, right? They didn't really have like that ultimate score. You know, Tim Duncan's aged out. Ginobili's aged out. Parker yeah. a little bit too. So they've had to move people around. Yeah. So they've had to play smarter by, by necessity. Mm-hmm. And as a result, you have the, the, the beautiful game that came out in 2014 when they beat the Heat. Um, now we've we've seen the development of Kawhi Leonard mm-hmm. and the uh, acquisition of LaMarcus Aldridge. Two guys you give the ball to and you you have to make room and say, go do it. Yeah. Right. So it's nice to have those guys, but it disrupts that whole fluidity, if that's a word, that we had before. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the beautiful game is not so beautiful anymore. It's isolation.
2: Hmm.
1: So I think that's the first problem. Is you know what was such a spur strength before that covers up our weaknesses. Now we have these weaknesses exposed, and it's it makes it harder to. Uh, ma- I'm sorry. It makes it easier to defend. Yeah. Now, uh, the second part of that is okay. Let's say we figured it out. Let's say we figured out a nice balance of some isolation post ups for Lamarcus and giving the Kawhi the ball, and still the same passing and stuff. Yeah. All right. There has
0: to be a heavy medium, right?
1: And that, and we did again. We won sixty seven games. All right. Which yeah, of In course. addition to the Spurs' best record of all time, it's the uh, f- it's tied for the fifth best record in the league history. Wow. Okay, so behind it, 73 wins from the Warriors, 72 wins from the Bulls.
0: Yeah, a lot of teams had fantastic seasons this year, didn't they? In terms of winning percentages? well,
1: uh, uh, No? Two. Well, it was the Warriors and the Spurs, and there were a couple other teams that did well, but those two stood apart from from the rest. Okay. Um, But anyway, so the fifth best of all time. So we we had a lot of success for the regular season, but LaMarcus hasn't played with us during the playoffs before. Yeah. I'm not blaming him, you know, but that's one component. Mm Mm-hmm. And we've really shifted so much, though, that Tim Duncan—I I saw some stats tonight. He got a dunk. I saw this dunk. Yeah. Tonight's game, it was his first made field goal in two games. Really? Tim Duncan.
2: Wow.
1: So that's how much this has shifted away from Tim Duncan's team. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Aldridge is our big man down low. Yeah. And Ginobili, I don't know what the stats are with him, but I know he's not scoring as much either. You know, He's, he's doing well percentage-wise, but he's just not on the floor as much. And it's 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 uh, uh, you know, Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green doing some stuff.
0: How's How's uh, Ginobili recovering? Is he pretty much back to uh, he's normal?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I, ha- I can't say. I mean, I haven't watched enough of the, of the playoff series. I've been working sometimes when the games are on, but right. Um, what I've seen, he's very very active and he's still making great decisions passing the ball. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what his defense is like. You yeah, know? Parker and Ginobili are similar because they're both guards and they have to be quick and they have to have a lot of energy. And it concerns me. And this is what I'm saying. This is that second part of the problem. Okay, the first part, you have a shift of styles. In and of itself is not necessarily a problem. Right. Because you're right. We could have a good blending of the isolation and the passing. Mm-hmm. The second part, though, is where it, it does get problematic, where if these stars of yours are aging out and we have new guys that are taking the load, this is a new experience mm-hmm. for them. So it's a different sort of chemistry. So if you if you have two new guys that are putting the team on their shoulders. Kawhi Leonard is the leader of the team as yeah. much as Aldridge is doing it. Kawhi Leonard is – to put this in perspective, he okay, – okay, Stephen Curry from the Warriors, today it was announced that he won the MVP.
0: Yeah, I saw that. And Kawhi was second. Right. Above – LeBron. LeBron, which was a big deal. And
1: and uh, Westbrook. Westbrook was LeBron's
0: the poster boy for the NBA. Yeah, he,
1: he's won it four years uh, – four out of five years. Yeah. You know. Um, and Stephen Curry won it for the second year in a row. But – you know, Kawhi Leonard is, is 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 an amazing player, and I can go off on that. But my point—I want to lose my point here—is it's his team. If you want to put one person on it, right. just like it was Tim Duncan's team for like 15 years, and
0: Robinson before that,
1: right? So it's his team, and Aldridge can come in, and it it could be his team too. It's not really a matter of like you know who's the man, but it, it, it's it's Kawhi's team. So you have Kawhi who's in a brand new role as the
0: man, right? And he's relatively young, right? He's 24 to be that to be in that position. He's 24 and
1: he's the man for the first time in his career. Yeah. Aldridge is a Spur obviously for the first time in his career. Yeah. Adjusting to a new system and these are your two leaders are two new people.
0: But Aldridge has been, quote unquote, the man before, right?
1: Yeah, but right, I'm just saying with the Spur system it's a little right, different. Right. And, and and actually once he started playing more like he did in Portland, yeah, and not deferring too much, once he basically asked for the ball and got more mm-hmm. post got more touches, took a little charge. He yeah. Yeah, he was fine. Mm-hmm. He was fine. So, so, both those guys have done well.
0: He's adjusted surprisingly quickly.
1: Especially on defense. I got to throw that out there. Like, I wasn't too sure about his defense before. Yeah. Um. But he's learned. I mean, I think I feel very comfortable with him, you know, backing up Duncan on the defensive end. But as that's happening, then you have, you know, the big three of Tarker, Generalby and Duncan fading. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And there's leadership there, but it's just, it's just this real balance. I'll come out, I'll tell you why I think going to happen the rest of the series. In about two minutes. Okay, go. No, I said in two minutes.
0: Oh, not 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 within, like I'm gonna, within, not, not two, within minutes. two minutes. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like,
1: "Why is there a timer now?" No, um, no
0: I you just, have two minutes regardless. Fair, fair enough. That's fair. We need <laughs> to change kidding. something anyway. It's fair.
1: No, uh, I, I it just it's gonna be uh, teetering on these old veterans who frankly cannot get it done anymore. Yeah, how much they can do and support the two new guys. Who have not been in this situation before?
0: Yeah, how well they can pass the mantle.
1: Right, and it's learning on the fly against a very tough team. Yeah, you know, a team that has a bone to gripe because all the attention, this, at least in the Western Conference, has been given to the Spurs and the Warriors, and Oklahoma City is like, dude, look at us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have two MVP candidates on the same team.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, they're they're a- amazing with with these two players. You just. Yeah, as much as I've criticized, you know, one-on-one play and isolation play, Oklahoma City is doing it to us pretty well, Yeah, you know. Um, and I will say Billy Donovan, who's a rookie coach, by the way, for OKC. Okay. Uh, Scott Brooks was a coach for years and years during Durant's early years. Uh, Billy Donovan came from the University of Florida. <clears throat> he won a couple of championships there in college. A very successful college coach. And uh, moved on up and got a shot now to coach in the NBA. Uh, and he's done a fantastic job. All right um isn't
0: he kind of a dick i have never met him <laughs> oh my bad i assumed you had <laughs> <laughs> so, i don't know I,
1: I haven't heard that he was a dick so i i where'd you hear that from um
2: i don't know okay
1: all right is this a haircut because he looks like a dick he does look like a dick yeah he looks like somebody that would pick on like people who didn't play sports
0: and in in my experience people who look like dicks are almost always dicks no that's not true <laughs> <laughs> well there's you <laughs> really People
1: listening can't even see what I'm talking about. <laughs> if you could see him, you'd be like, "Lee, Lee kind of looks like a dick."
0: Sample size of two confirms the theory. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so this is what I was gonna say. I so the whole two minutes later, the Spurs will win this series, and I say that with a good amount of confidence because the Spurs are playing kind of like the way the fans are feeling. A game one blowout, fans are like, "Oh, we got this." Spurs are like, "Oh, we got this, and they lose game two. Fans are like, "Oh, now we need to take one of these games in Oklahoma City." Yeah. So the Spurs felt the same way, and they take game three in Oklahoma City. You know, after the controversial loss in game two, it didn't matter. you know, we came back and, and, uh, and fought and won that. So we relaxed a little bit like, "Oh, we got we got the one." You know, and, and Spurs fans are like, "No matter what happens, we'll win game five, so we lose game four. We't we, we had no business losing game four. We had a chance. Yeah. So naturally the fans and the, apparently the Spurs are like, but we got game five. Yeah. So whenever you kind of relax <laughs> yeah. to the point where you're just like, well, we're at home. Oh, we got it. We, we know we're a better team. All mm-hmm. we got to do is, what, go through the motions? And no, you get your butt kicked by Russell Westbrook, who in the last few seconds like, got a steal, went, got a layup, and he was fouled. And that was the game. Yeah. So it's that close. So you're not playing well enough to blow out a team right now anymore.
0: Yeah, it's one to four point difference.
1: You got so you basically have to play like these guys are better than you. I mean it's a mindset that I think it's it's I think Popovich tries to instill. Yeah. He calls it the uh a healthy fear. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to play with a healthy fear, not an unhealthy fear where you're just you can't compete and you're out of it, you know. Right. But you, a healthy respect for the opponent. Um it's a really basic thing that they try to teach the, teach the kids too, you know, you want to respect your opponent, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't I have to say this, man. From what I'm seeing, I don't think the Spurs do. Yeah, I think once they get like a lead, and they've had they've had like leads in games that they lost the past two games, and these leads are just like, oh, see, we do, we are better, and they just relax. Yeah. So the reason I think they will win is now their backs are against the wall.
0: They've got that healthy fear.
1: They, 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 yeah, their season's over if they don't win in Oklahoma City in Game Six. Yeah, and then in Game Seven. This season could be over too, so they they have to keep it up, and I believe that they have the horses that are healthy and ready. I know Parker got a little injured at the end of the game. I don't know how serious it was. Um, frankly, he hasn't been a big factor in the series anyway. Um, yeah, they, so don't, they I, I, don't
0: need him to win.
1: Right. We we shouldn't have to depend on a 33 or 34-year-old Tony Parker to win. Yeah. When you have an MVP candidate on your team, <laughs> yeah. an all-star on your team, number two MVP candidate, <laughs> yeah, you got Tim Duncan, Ginobili, you got Patty Mills, who's a you know more than adequate backup point guard, and so many other players. Uh, Danny Green has actually come back out of hibernation; he's hot again. Uh, Danny Green, I got to say, he had a really bad year shooting wise, yeah, uh, both three-point and two-point, and uh, he's he's woken up and he's shooting well in the playoffs. So we, we've got you know the, the the horses in the stable, so to speak, to win mm. this race. Yeah, um, we just need to play like it. So. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, f- I was a betting man. I'm not really a betting man, but I bet, the, <laughs> I bet the Spurs would win.
0: And this is the exact kind of situation that a 24-year-old new player would respond to and excel in, especially yeah, somebody pressure. like Kawhi Leonard.
1: Yeah. He had a game tonight, though, man. He had a great— and, and Really? Just, yeah, I mean, up, up until the last few, few minutes. But again, that's where you lose games to, though, is the last few minutes. So. Yeah. um So, yeah, so that's that's the status of the Spurs. Um, overall, I mean, since this is like the first re- uh, podcast you've recorded since the end of the season— um, very happy, obviously, with the regular season. Um, RC Buford, who is the general manager of the Spurs, won executive of the year. Um, that probably is kind of a no-brainer, considering that he he signed the team signed Lamarcus Aldridge, the biggest free agent, yep, um, and got David West, uh, a former All Star, to agree to give up eleven million dollars to play for the veterans minimum, yeah, or or close to the veterans minimum here.
0: Yeah, what is it like? One point seven,
1: something like that. Yeah. yeah, and he was scheduled to get like twelve million in, in uh, Indiana. So, so he
0: wanted to be in the system now to
1: win. Yep. You know, to win. So, I mean, so those now are the they got to win. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, he's not you, getting his end of the deal. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he's been playing well too. In fact, he's been playing more minutes than Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan has been playing less and less as the playoffs have rolled on, and David West has come in to play a lot of his minutes. So. uh so that's another new, again, even like LaMarcus, even though David West was the man or one of the men in his other teams, um, where he was an all-star in New Orleans and in Indiana, uh, now he's a new guy here, you know. So, yeah, so the Spurs have got their work cut out for them, but I believe they can do it because they've had, you know, they, they've gotten through some stuff during the regular season.
0: How's uh, Dion been doing? Uh, who? Dion
1: Oh, Boris D.A.W. has not been doing that great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think part of that has to do when I, I, I a few minutes ago I gave like two reasons why the Spurs I've been doing you know, it's something to be right. concerned about Yeah, and the first one was a change of style mm-hmm. from the beautiful game to the isolation Boris Diaw thrives in the beautiful game in yeah. passing
0: especially because he's less um, phys- physical
1: yeah yeah. I mean, he has to be moving and he's he's him and Ginobili probably are retired as, as the best passers.
0: Athletic, he's less athletic. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, so it's it's uh, it, it's an environment where he doesn't thrive as much, mm. you know. Um, so and Popovich has got his work cut out for him too. He's got to learn. Okay, yeah, I've transitioned to this. You know, give it to Bo- give it to uh, LaMarcus and and Kawhi offense. Yeah, I need to still get other players involved. Otherwise, he's going to be bored in a corner. Yeah, you
0: know, because he can work his system around this. He just has to figure out how. Yeah, and you know. he's never coached this style before.
1: Not this meld. He's coached uh, the extreme styles, right? But not this melding of the two. Exactly. You know, and that's that's a challenge even for a great coach like he him. Yeah. So I mean, that's why I watch basketball, and it's an it's an uncomfortable position as a Spurs fan. I know people that are listening. All four of you out there. Um, <laughs> hey, there's like there, eight. There's, <laughs> <laughs> they, they brought their significant others.
0: To, yeah, to seven of which are bots. Yeah, are, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Hey, this is an AI thing. I think AI counts as life. So yeah, that's right. We're getting there. Um, yeah, I, I, it's a, it's in a position because it, it means that you know you're a, a couple of bounces of the ball away from the end of a season that should have been magical. Yeah, it should have been the Western Conference Finals with the Warriors versus the Spurs and
0: yeah, the but, Disney yeah. ending. Yeah, with and the Coach I, Carter ending. <laughs> I still never seen that movie. I still, it's a it's great watching. movie.
1: Yeah. So so that's it's it's in a position and I'm 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 you know it's. It's what sports is all about.
0: I'm realizing now I don't remember how Coach Carter ends. <laughs> so it might not be a Coach Carter ending. <laughs> Disclaimer.
1: <laughs> I'll have to watch that. <laughs> uh, but beside that in, in the NBA, it's uh, it's been a good season. The, the playoffs are a little disappointing because a lot of injuries. You know, yeah. As much as you want to say, like, okay, the Spurs would be disappointed if they lost, and it would be, um, the Clippers lost both Blake Griffin and Chris Paul to injury. Mm-hmm. And karma, their season pretty much Korma. ended. And I know you have certain opinions about Blake Griffin, douchebag. And uh, maybe it's deserved. Um, he he it uh, is
0: most definitely is, <laughs> in my opinion.
1: <laughs> Again, I have not met him myself, so I can't confirm. You know about his personality type or or character as a man. But um, yeah, so he had a torn quadricep or something like that, and and he required surgery. He was out for the rest of the playoffs. And uh, Chris Paul ha- broke a bone in his hand.
0: So he re-injured himself after breaking his hand on somebody's face? Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. So, uh, yeah, maybe it is karma. I don't know. And Chris Paul broke his hand, and he would have come back to the playoffs had they advanced to, like, the conference finals whatever, but right. they, they lost to uh, – who they lose to? A team that I don't care too much about. Wait, wait. Oh, I think it was Oklahoma City. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, and the circle is complete. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it would have been probably the Clippers and the Spurs in the second round had things gone normally, but it didn't. It didn't work out that
0: way. Had karma not been a bitch, yeah. <laughs> and even
1: Stephen Curry has had dealt with dealt with, with an injury. He had a first a sprained ankle against the Houston Rockets, and then later in the Rocket series, he sprained his knee and he was out for a few games. Hmm. Um, and uh, he came back. I think it was last night in his first game back in almost two weeks, and scored forty points.
0: Uh, Just just forty.
1: Yeah, and led led the the Warriors to a comeback win over the Portland Trail Blazers. I gotta say, I'm a big Spurs fan. The Portland Trail Blazers are my second favorite team, so Mm -hmm. I always want
0: them to do well. Yeah,
1: except against San Antonio
0: until they meet San Antonio. Right,
1: Uh, (laughs) and uh, yeah, they're they're doing. They surprised. They lost four fifths of their starting lineup from last year. Yeah, and last year they barely made the playoffs. They're like seventh seed or something like that. So no one expected, including me to do as well as they did. They're the fifth seed.
0: Is it the same coach? Yeah. As last year? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was one of the finals. Did he, th- like, go to some coaching classes over the summer? <laughs> I, Went to summer school?
1: I, I. He just got better. He just got better as a coach, I guess. I don't know.
0: He and did some ayahuasca and had a huge epiphany.
1: If it worked, he needs to pass it. Pass <laughs> it around yeah. and... Um, he uh, he did great things with the team. Damian Lillard is their star point guard, and he starts playing kind of like Stephen Curry, or mm-hmm. you know, as Portland fans would say, just playing maybe like Steph Damian
0: Curry's Lillard. has so much talent that is leeching just off into the people into, around him. Yeah, that must be. <laughs> if they play the same team too many times in a row, they start getting better too. <laughs> and that's the thing with him,
1: like Clay Thompson, who's like the number two guy in uh, Golden State. Yeah. Um, if Stephen Curry didn't exist, if he wasn't born, yep. Clay Thompson. Would be regarded with all the uh, the law the, the praise and, and glory that Stephen Curry has. Yeah, he broke Ray Allen's three point record, three point shooting record. Yeah, himself. Yeah. Okay, which means that, you know more three pointers <laughs> in a season.
0: But Curry broke it more. Broke it twice. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's like let's say there's this record that's been around for you know five or ten years or whatever. Yeah. And you have somebody break it. Yeah. It's hey, congratulations, pat in the back.
0: It'd be like if Usain Bolt was on the same team as the Flash. Like, you, yeah, yeah, he's he's, like, <laughs> he's crazy fast, but I mean, it's the Flash. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so for mere
1: mortals, Usain Bolt did pretty well. Yeah, exactly. But when you're against Barry Allen, it's not you know, it's not sure. fair, not a fair fight. So, Steph Curry
0: is a new superhero. The bucket. Yeah, <laughs> he wears a bucket on his head.
1: <laughs> Buckets? Does he even have it? I I love nicknames for NBA players. I don't know what Stephen Curry has.
0: He's the Mario of the Splash Brothers. I, I think it's. Well, I know he's one half of the Splash Brothers, but he's and that's true. He is a Mario,
1: and that means that you know, um, what's his name? Oh my God, I forgot his name. Oh, Thompson is the Luigi. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, but uh, Chef Curry, I think is what they call him.
0: Chef, that's pretty
1: good. It's a good name. It's a good name. It works. Um, James Harden is the beard, and you got a few other ones out there.
0: Is it short for Stephanie?
1: Stefan? No. Oh, Stefan. Yeah, I mean, Steph is... Obviously, that makes more sense than (laughs) Stephanie. (laughs) (laughs) Stephanie Curry for three. Uh, All right. So, yeah, I'll wrap up the Spurs section of this. Um, I do have good feelings about the rest. Oh, wait, you want to bring up something.
0: Wardell is his first name. Stefan is his middle name. Okay. Wardell, Stefan Curry, the second.
1: So, he had to choose between Wardell and Stefan.
0: I think he made the right choice. You think so? Steph's pretty good for yeah. a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ward is pretty cool though. And Dell, only because of Agents of Shield. You know what? But which you can a- hear about. On- here, here, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a great- on the What's Good podcast, <laughs> provided by the Lewis Podcast Network, which we're
1: probably going to record in a, in a little bit later tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, that makes sense because Dell Curry was a player that I knew growing up in like the nineties. Um. Wardell. I didn't know that Dell Curry's name was Wardell Curry. Wow.
0: That's his dad? Yeah, that's, yeah, it is.
1: That's probably why he chose... That makes sense now because his dad was like a famous NBA mm-hmm. player named Dell.
0: Didn't want to be in the shadows.
1: Yeah, so you want to pick a different name? Pick Steph. Yeah,
0: Stephen was his dad's middle name too.
1: Okay. I respect that. Which
0: makes sense why... Uh, explains why uh he's wardell stephen curry ii it all <laughs> no <laughs> it, i know you're not. it all makes sense now <laughs> <laughs> i just thought he had a different name totally i, I solved the puzzle yeah everybody okay. all
1: right <laughs> all right so uh unless you have anything else you want to bring up
0: um should i run through the stats real quick yeah
1: yeah let's read them and weep go ahead
0: field goals made and then attempted so thunder 34 mm-hmm. 78 spurs 35 88 Field goal percentage forty three point six. Thunder thirty nine point eight. Spurs. So we had more shots attempted, right?
1: And we st- when we had so we had more we had our chances. Okay, keep going.
0: Yeah. Um, the Spurs did make more three pointers though, um, by almost ten yeah, percent. Well. Field goal pers- or no, sorry. Uh, three point made attempted seven twenty. Thunder eight eighteen. Spurs. Okay. Um, so they shot less three pointers, but they made more. Yeah. Um three point percentage, thirty-five thunder, forty-four point four Spurs. Mm-hmm. Uh free throw made attempted 20-26 thunder 13-17 Spurs. That's, that's which amazing. is a seventy six point nine percentage thunder seventy six point five Spurs. Yeah. Total rebounds, Thunder fifty four, Spurs thirty-six. Um Thunder 18 assists, Spurs 19, mm-hmm. Thunder, six steals, Spurs eleven. Six blocks each. Um, Thunder 20 turnovers, Spurs 8. Thunder 14 fast break points, Spurs 13. Thunder 32 points in paint, uh, Spurs 38. And Thunder 22 personal fouls, Spurs 19.
1: We should have won this game. Yeah. Looking at the stats, there's a couple of stats that kind of stick out. I think the Thunder had more free throws. Yep. Uh, That generally means that that team is more aggressive going into the paint. Yep. You know, where the Spurs were more of the outside shooting threes. Um, yeah,
0: and the Spurs made one more field goal. Yeah, but they just shot way more too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had a, a they had a Kobe game. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and That's not efficient. That's not efficient. Yeah. So, I, so the Thunder's are. Gr- I mean, really is. I think they're more aggressive. I, I think Popovich made a few comments during the series about aggressiveness. He even. I, I did. There was a little sound clip that uh, I forgot the network that was broadcasting the game. But they, they mentioned, they showed Popovich talking to the team in a timeout. And he asked the team to play with the same sort of aggressiveness, going after loose balls and rebounds, that Kawhi Leonard was doing. Yeah. And he was telling, them, like, the way that he's just, like, sitting down in the huddle, the way Kawhi is going after those balls, right? Yeah. Everyone else used to be doing that.
0: Yeah. It's team. like... If he's going to be the leader, then you have to be ball. led by him, and then look at Kawhi. If you're going to be the leader, then you have to lead them. You yeah. know, it's both. It's both sides. Right. And Kawhi work. was
1: doing his part again. He had a, he had a great game. I mean, there's. I think ESPN is a pretty good highlight package of him just ripping the ball away from the hands of people in Oklahoma that had the ball in their hands already. Yeah. You know. And it was even one commentator like, was that a rebound or a steal? I don't know, but he got the ball because <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. it was off a loose bound, but more off, off the rim. So it looked like the rebound, but looked like the other guy had it below his waist and mm-hmm. just ripped it away. So, I mean, Kawhi, Kawhi was doing his part.
0: Yep. You know, he's got that tenacity.
1: He does. And he, and the great thing about him is he's consistent with it. Every game, regular season playoff. That's mm-hmm. why he's such a special player. Yeah. And this, I can go on, go off on Kawhi Leonard a little bit on this point. I think he deserves it before we wrap, wrap up the podcast. Um, The highest uh, MVP sort of you know ranking since Tim Duncan in two thousand three. Okay, coming in second to Steph Curry is pretty good. Yeah, Steph Curry might have had the best season. Steph Curry
0: was unanimous.
1: Very first unanimous uh, MVP vote in the history of the the war, which is like over sixty years. Yeah. All right. Um, Oh, you know what? And I will. I will have to address Tracy McGrady's comments, which I saw. I saw happening live when I watched it on on my tab. Uh, And it was, like, all over social media. Yeah. He said that because there was a unanimous selection for Steph Curry for MVP, it shows how watered down the NBA is now with its talent.
2: Which
0: is true. I I disagree. Well... Go ahead. Which is true how one guy can be such a poster child that every judge has to jump on that bandwagon in fear of, like, not being part of the system.
1: Well, I I would... Okay, so you're thinking, like, they were pressured
0: into voting? Not pressured, but it shows how easily the bandwagon gets started and then how easily all the people jump onto it you know um
1: well why didn't this happen with michael jordan or shaquille o'neal when they got like percent? that's a good question know? well see my, my my point is this i just I don't of,
0: think it shows that there's not not as much talent i think that,
1: that's the problem i have with the yeah. but the problem i have with the comments is the same thing that i've heard every retired nba player usually nba great yeah. player talk about it because it puts value to their years.
0: I think it emphasizes your other gripes with the MVP system. Um, I don't know where I'm going with that. Well, That's okay, all let, I got. Okay, me, well, <laughs>
1: listen, you can respond. And you can interject anytime you want. But yeah. I'm going to start with this. There is no, as far as I've seen, there is no rational argument. Against giving the MVP to another player besides Steph Curry this year, and I say that as a Kawhi Leonard San Antonio Spurs fan. Mm -hmm. There's no way someone could convince me by any stat.
0: Yeah, he's clearly the best.
1: I mean, like it's it's not even close. Yeah, it's it's not even close. Um, There was a there was a show on ESPN. It's a it's a guy and a girl at the desk. I forgot. It's a great show, and they had this uh, animated sort of three minute video Mm -hmm. explaining. You know why just why, how good he just is. just how good he is in <laughs> his numbers, like his oh I might have mentioned it before like his his shooting percentage from beyond the arc is is high, but like half court he's like shooting seventy percent yeah um his game oh, this last game went into overtime a perfect example. And, and granted, this is after the MVP voting was done, but this, is, this serves my point. He scored 17 points in the overtime period, mm-hmm. which is the most a player has ever scored in overtime in the history of the sport. Wow. It's playoffs, regular seasons, preseason, whatever. Yeah. 17 points in an overtime game. You can't get more clutch than that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's not padding your stats or just regular season stuff. In a crucial game yeah, where they need to can't be win, more on
0: fire. You
1: just come back from a... a bent up knee injury kind of thing you score 40 points in the game and, and almost half of that in the last five minutes in overtime yeah I mean I, I don't like individual awards because I think it takes away from the team sport but if you have an individual award called the most valuable player yeah. <laughs> yeah he clearly demonstrates how he's the most valuable player on the best team in the league
0: and he would be on any team
1: right we talked about how he overshadowed Clay Thompson yeah breaking records you know, mm-hmm. he. This is another perspective. He broke. Uh, he had three hundred three pointers. Yeah. Um, last season, um, and that was like cra- a crazy amount of like like I think thirty or forty more three pointers than than Ray Allen's record or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. He had over four hundred three pointers this season. He broke his own record by over a hundred three pointers.
0: Wow, that's crazy.
1: He in a, he could have gotten the most improved player award as well. Yeah, as when well he was MVP last year. <laughs> yeah. So he was the best player, I mean, according to MVP things, he was the best player in the league last year, yeah. and he's in a supersonic level higher this year. Yeah. That's creating distance. So I, there's there's no logical argument I could hear that he is just not the best player in the league today, you know, uh, if you're going to rank individual players that way, okay? Um, and I, I do all that. I, I keep putting those those prefaces or those, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know, I don't want to call them asterisks or there's another word for that that I'm missing. Um, what's how like an unedited show goes. But anyway, you, you all these like, Oh, a disclaimer, a disclaimer. disclaimer. I'm adding disclaimers because again, I, I personally believe that individual awards are, are they almost take away from the game. Okay. That's kind of a, a minority opinion on, on sports. And I get that. But, um, cause then it starts putting focus on like, Oh, you know, I want to be an MVP, but like, why don't you just do your job and worry about the team winning and don't worry about the MVP stuff. You yeah. Know? Um, so, so yeah. So as good as Kawhi Leonard's year was this year, which they call him the best two way player. I don't understand what that means anymore. Like mm-hmm. you play defense, you play offense. Aren't you supposed to play defense and offense? Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> what is that? You have to pick and choose when you're going to play defense. You know, I, I don't. I don't get that kind of compliment. I know they mean it in a good way. Yeah. Uh, they talked about Paul George from Indiana uh, a few couple of years ago when he was emerging, challenging LeBron as the best two way player. You know, just be the best player. Yeah. Okay. Stephen Curry may not be known as a defender. Okay. But he is hes at least an average defender, maybe a slightly above average defender. But he runs the team. I mean, yep. he just runs the team beautifully. And, and again, his, his shooting, his, his ball handling. I mean, I, I stopped by on the way home uh, last night from work to watch this Portland and Golden State game. Another example of, of Curry's thing. Again, come back from an injury, Right. he was doing some Harlem Globetrotter ball handling <laughs> thing to clear space and back up for a three, which he's done all year. But again, he just came back from injury and this is a crucial game. So it's it, it's... Tracy McGrady's comment was echoing something I've heard for years and years and years. Every generation makes it when they retire. Mm-hmm. They're they're saying, okay, there's not enough talent in this league, so the good guys really whip up on everyone else, and it just it just appears that they're really that good, right? But they're not. Right. Um, I got three things to say to that. One, Stephen Curry by himself in a gym with no one else on the floor doing what he do doing what he does would be amazing. Yeah making 60-foot shots. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, you don't need anybody else on the court, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I like to see anybody do that, you know. Right, right. So it's not about, at least in that point, about the talent in front of you, but he routinely makes the best defenders in the league just kind of look silly, um, including Kawhi Leonard, you know, a couple months ago. Yeah. You know, a guy who was draped all over him, he still made some shots. Number two, this idea of a watering down. Like, is if like there's a certain fixed amount of talent, of talented players you can have in the league. Mm-hmm. What number is that? Is it 15? 62? Uh,
0: 17, I think. Seven, maybe 38?
1: <laughs> it's a bullshit idea. Like, I mean, yeah. like, as if there's only a fixed amount. What about the idea of a talent pool growing? Yeah. Which leads to my third point is.
0: Yeah, the overall skill every it every,
1: every decade, the number of basketball fans around the world increases by millions. Yeah. It's the fastest growing sport in the world when it comes to popularity. I think soccer is still number one, but. That, oh. By far, <laughs> yeah. Well, just, I, I know. I'm, well, as I'm saying, but now there's more and more. You know, we have camps in Africa now, and every yep. we have more international players than ever. Yeah, and it's almost like these old players, because they don't want to, you know, fess face, face up to the idea that maybe there's more talent now today. They're trying to make it seem as if like all this talent is 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 less. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, every retired the player that's playing. Today, you'll be like, no, no, it's, you know, of course, it's quality play. We got it, you know, we have, we have all three have fantastic players today. Yeah. And as soon as that player retires, suddenly now it's watered down. Yeah. Every 10 years, it gets more watered down, you know, yeah. um, which is ridiculous. It's a, it's a ridiculous, it doesn't even make logical sense. Again, you have to have proof that there's a certain number of players that are talented enough.
0: It's just retired players starting to deal with the fact that they're being forgotten.
1: Yeah. Yeah, It it makes Tracy McGrady feel better at night, I'm sure, thinking like, oh, well, back in my day, Steph Curry would be all right.
0: Yeah, he still wants to be a great NBA player, Tracy McGrady, and not sports announcer, Tracy McGrady. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, reaching.
1: And there's been, I mean, um, I'm not trying to put words in mouths, but I've heard, I don't know if I've heard Bill Russell, and I I respect Bill Russell in a big way, um, but players of that era just, you know, kind of talk about like, and, and the thing is, we won't ever really know. It's one of those hypothetical arguments, like the nineteen sixty-eight Celtics versus the ninety-six Bulls versus right. you know the two thousand fourteen Spurs, yeah, two thousand fourteen <laughs> Spurs. You know the eighty-eight Pistons. Yeah, I mean we, you know, actually eighty-nine Pistons. Um, we, we'll never know until they play. You know, yeah. it is it is a fair statement to say maybe the sixty, you know, the nineteen sixty-something uh, Celtics would adapt. Yeah, you know, give them like a few months to adapt to the rules of today. Yeah, maybe they would be fine. You know or take take you know the bulls of the 90s and put them back you know and see how jordan would do against wilt chamberlain that'd be mm-hmm. fun you know i'd
0: rather see one-on-ones from historic players than entire teams i think
1: that'd be fun I,
0: I don't think the play styles would mesh enough to be an entertaining game
1: that's a fair point i mean
0: unless I, I it was, was like you said like they had a year to adapt yeah or if you send the 2014 spurs back in time give them a year to adapt
1: yeah, to the rules, especially to that'd be. Yeah. See, oh gosh, we need to get technology to vet a time machine so we could do this. I mean, the, the, clearly
0: erase I, history up till this point. When I was a kid, my
1: first time getting involved in like basketball as a fan was with the the Showtime Lakers of the '80s, mm-hmm. and that's Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, which I don't know if we talked about on, the, on a podcast, but I saw a great documentary with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I to, yeah, I, I think you mentioned it. it. it no, great. you
0: mentioned Iverson.
1: Yeah, I, I I did finish that one and that yeah. was good. Um, anyway, so with, with the Lakers of the '80s, they're Showtime, right? So they they did play some decent defense, but they're known for just flashy fast break stuff. Mm-hmm. Against the transition defense of the Spurs of today, it'd be awesome. Yeah, it would be totally totally awesome to be like, okay, can can Kawhi Leonard sh- slow down Magic Johnson? Yeah, can Tim Duncan or LaMarcus Aldridge deal with Krievaldul Jabbar? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, so James Worthy was another superstar all-star. Would, would Danny Green have any influence, you know, or, or impact on him? And and how would the Lakers slow us down? You know, I, I, I just I would love to see stuff like that. You know, yeah. um, so I, I have much respect to the older players from all generation. Tracy McGrady is a recent generation. He played in the two thousands. You mm-hmm. know, um, and all the way down, every decade passed. But I I, I just don't like the comment that as if like somehow Tracy McGrady has special insight. And has some biometric readings on who's talented and who's not, you know, and says, well, we have less talent now. Prove it. Prove it. Just because Seth Curry was a unanimous selection doesn't mean that there's less talent. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there. I think uh, it's almost
0: a testament that there's so much talent, and he still was able to separate himself by such a huge margin.
1: Yeah, if, if records, I gotta say, say this. Okay, so the example of Clay Thompson over Ray Allen. Ray Allen was it was or maybe is depending. I mean, okay, I'm gonna say was past tense. I think Curry's better and Thompson. Yeah, Ray Allen was the best three point shooter, arguably, of all time. Right. His record was broken by Clay Thompson. Yeah. Clay Thompson is not the best player on his team.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so
1: you can't tell me that there's less talent
0: when you have – When one team has two players. Two players that are better that are than your best better. from the past. Yeah.
1: You know? So, yeah, it's just the bullshit statement. Um, all right. So that's, that's it on that point. I want to address Tracy McGrady, and I have much respect for him too. I think he's just reaching. Um, and, well, anyway, back to the Spurs. They'd better win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They'd better put their act together and throw some energy out there.
0: So. And uh, find out more on our next episode of yeah. The Stay Town Shakedown. Yeah.
1: The, uh, the next episode might be one where, you know, I might be put, dobbing some tissue in my eyes. Yeah. Depending it's going to be the Waterworks. Um, Knock on wood. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'll be celebrating a win and we're
0: we'll moving on. So we'll, we'll find out. Either way, you'll be bawling your eyes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, thank you. <gasps> Check out our other podcasts on this very network um, the What's Good podcast for comic book and TV news. Well, not news, but recommendation. I don't know. Stuff.
1: If we hear something, we'll report it. It's news.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the Perspective Podcast, uh, which has also been a hiatus, but we'll get back to that soon. Yep. Um, For a grab bag of interesting cultural stuff.
1: Yeah. Social, political issues, cultural stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thanks for listening. I've been
1: uh, Lee. And I'm Eric. Thanks.